Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Life podcast. My name is Jeremiah Krakowski. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to welcome you. Thank you for listening. If you're not part of the hashtag Grow Your Life community on Facebook, please join that community. It's free. You just look up hashtag Grow Your Life. And I want you to think about this as you're listening to this podcast. If this impacts you in any way, please share it. I'm going to give you an invitation as well at the end to do some free coaching with me at the end of this podcast that can help you go to the next level in your life and in your business. It's not a sales pitch. It's a full coaching session. And there's people every single week that are doing these sessions with me because I want to help people. I'm on a mission to help 100,000 people make a million dollars in their business without neglecting their family, their health, or their relationships. And that starts with self-talk. That starts with how we see ourselves. That starts with what we say to ourselves about how we feel about what we believe about ourselves. You see, our self-criticism and self-talk is a direct reflection of our belief systems about ourselves. And so on this podcast, I want to help you defeat negative self-criticism and end the cycle of constantly criticizing yourself as being not good enough. Listen, I'm somebody that is still working through this as well. And over the last two weeks, I've been going through what I consider a masterclass in self-talk. It's not taught by anybody. What it's been is it's been a time where I actually spent the last two weeks in direct meditation every single day for about four to five hours studying this, praying, spending time meditating, thinking about Why do I think these things about myself? Why do I say these things? And even after that, it's it's still peeling off as layers. It's progressive. It takes time. You see, all of us have gone through experiences in our life. All of us have gone through things that have happened to us. All of us have had things said to us. We've seen a few things. We know things. But when we allow those to create negative self-talk and negative criticism in our minds, it actually defeats the benefit of growing in wisdom and understanding that can come from those experiences because we believe a story that we're telling ourselves about what those experiences meant and they aren't in alignment with the truth at all. And our truth becomes something that is actually a lie. And I'm somebody that lived in this for years I'm 32 years old right now. I've lived in this for 32 years. And I'm so thankful that I've gone on this journey for the last seven years of trying to unravel this, trying to figure out this. And I feel like at this point now, seven years into this journey, and I'll explain a little bit about how I started it, I've started to finally uncover some tangible, practical frameworks that work and that will work for everybody. And so I'm not going to tell you what to do on this podcast. I'm not going to tell you that you have to do what I did. In fact, a lot of people are looking for a blueprint to follow in the footsteps of somebody to do exactly what they did. I believe that everybody has a journey themselves to uncover this uniquely. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you develop the framework to follow that journey for yourself. It's a framework that no matter what you believe, no matter what you've been through, it will work for you to find this path. Okay. 
And in this, I want you to realize this one thing. This is a truth that, I, that will set the foundation for this discussion is there is not one instance in your entire life from the time you're born to the time that you die, because we all die, that negative self-criticism is acceptable or is good. Okay, and so that framework right there is the foundation of this. There is not a single moment in your entire life that even one ounce, one grain of salt, <laughs> one mustard seed size amount of negative self-talk and negative self-criticism is good, effective, or helpful for you. And even as I say this right now, I know that that's probably triggering some stuff in you. I say that intentionally because I want to stir up some of those areas in you. You have to intentionally stir up those beliefs that you are feeling. And what you'll notice is whatever you're feeling right now are those negative self-talks that you're trying to justify why it's okay to speak negatively about yourself. And here's the, here's the number one that for me that I was living in is that negative self-talks helps keep me from doing bad. That negative self-criticism helps keep me on the straight and narrow. That negative criticism of myself keeps me on the right path. And if I didn't have that, that I would actually go so far into what I don't want that I would ruin my life. That's what I believed. On the flip side, there's also some of you that are like, listen, criticism is good. I know that. And I actually want to applaud you for being at that place that you see that criticism of yourself is actually good. Now, what do I mean by that? The key word here is this negative self-talk negative self-criticism. You see, self-talk and self-criticism are not bad. They are not negative. They are amoral. They have a, a, they are neither positive nor negative by themselves. But when we attach an energetic charge to that, if you think about maybe a battery, you have a positive and a negative end to a battery with energy. When you add a negative charge to the self-talk, it becomes like negative, negative. So the idea is, is this, is think about it. Self-talk and self-criticism is like the negative end of a battery. So when you add negative to that, it cancels itself out. <laughs> and I hope some of you maybe got a picture of that. It's like grounding. Self-talk grounds you. If you have a battery, the negative end, a lot of times we look at it as negative and positive. It's actually Active and grounded is the truth. And so when you work on, say, automotive vehicles, the, the battery in a car is a positive and negative end, but the negative end is actually grounded. The positive end is what brings a live wire into everything. Now, 
you don't have to be a science major to understand this. If you ever used a battery, think of a double A battery, okay? Just a little, little tiny battery. It's got a positive end and a negative end. We all know this. A magnet has a positive and negative end, but when we put those two ends together that are the same, they repel each other. And so negative self-talk and negative self-criticism are like that. We have to have positive self-talk and positive self-criticism for things to be active and work for us. Otherwise, we spin in a constant loop of that negative energy of nothing ever happening and repelling. And so the self-talk is the grounded end. The negative end of a battery is grounded and there's a loop that goes through to a ground and then into a positive charge. And that's how that works. Again, you don't have to understand that for it to work. But for those of you that are scientific in nature, you, you do understand that. Here's the other thing that I want to help you with right here is there's actually some negative self-talk right now that some of you are telling yourself while you're listening to me right now is that I don't understand all of this. And so I have to understand all of it for it to work for me or for me to be good or for it to be good so that I don't get deceived or led down a wrong path. Okay. Faith that comes only from understanding is not faith. And so we have to walk in faith without always understanding all the pieces and realize that it works even if we don't understand it. For example, you don't under, many of you may not understand, some of you do, but <laughs> some of you don't understand how batteries work and that's okay. Yet you use your phone every day, yet you use your computer, yet you use your car and there's a battery in it. You don't understand how it all works, but it works. You know that you start the key and it works because you trust and you have faith in that. And so I want you to have some faith in me right now that this framework that I'm talking about works in the same way that you trust in the battery in your car. And what it is, is, is this, is that negative self-talk doesn't help you. It's, it's equivalent to putting two grounded ends against each other. There's no power. But when you add positive and negative and you're grounded with positive energy, things start to happen. Life flows. Okay. We want to be both grounded and connected to the positive. And for me, that comes from being connected to the divine energy of heaven. That comes from being connected to the divine nature of the creator of the universe. That comes from being connected to the force that is all around us of God. And even me saying that right now, you're like, well, Jeremiah, that sounds a little new age. You're right, it does. But I want you to also trust that where I come from and what the angle that I'm coming at this at is from a perspective of what I've seen works, what I know works, and you don't always have to understand everything for it to work for you. I saw an article last week that says that everybody has a spirit guide. Okay? <laughs> and it was from a very reputable, highly reputable leader in the uh, religious 
community. Uh, his name is Chris Vallotton. And he posted this saying that every Christian has a spirit guide. You see, we all have these spirits that are guiding us, that we're connected to. But when we're connected to negative self-criticism, we are not listening to the right spirit guide. Okay? <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna get good. And this is also possibly going to trigger some people in what they believe. If you're somebody that is an atheist that doesn't believe in God, or if you're somebody that believes in Christianity, or you're Buddhist, or believe in Islam, or believe in, you know, whatever it is that you believe. This right here framework works about connecting positive and negative energy and checking which spirit guide you're listening to, okay? Now, I personally believe that we can choose which spirit guide we want to listen to. For me, myself, I have chosen to listen to the spirit that guides me that is the same spirit that created the entire universe. Some people choose to listen to a negative spirit guide and that creates negative self-talk. I choose to listen to the angels, personal angel that I have and heaven and the resounding sound of heaven that speaks life into situations and that becomes the positive energy that I attach to my self-talk and my self-criticism to effectively bring about self-control, effectively bring about the following love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here's how you know if you are listening to the right spirit. Is the fruit of what you are listening to and what you're saying to yourself producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, okay? That's how you know. And so for me, I look at that. If there's any area in my life that is not producing that, it means that I am actually listening to the wrong spirit. I'm actually listening to the negative spirit. I'm actually listening to the opposite of what will help me get to where I am destined to go. I believe that all of us are born with a destiny and born with a purpose. I believe that all of us are destined for greatness. I believe that all of us are destined to do great things. But there are spirits that speak to us that we listen to that say the opposite. You won't be good enough. You're negative. You're bad. They don't love you. You can't ever do good enough. 
You fail all the time. You're ugly. These these negative self-talk right here. And what happens is we hear it, the spirit, our spirit guide, and we speak it from our mouth. And life or death are produced from our mouth. And we have internal dialogue that we are injecting into our cells and our body that create a vibration in our bones, in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit that produces these negative results for us and that creates a hamster wheel that we are spinning on. These negative declarations. How do you shift it? With positive declarations as truth, believing what you are declaring, believing what you are saying about yourself, believing those words and connecting with the right spirit guide. Okay. And for those of you right now that are listening to me that um, are Christians, it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. And I'm actually going to pull up these verses right here for you. John 16, 7. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John 16, 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And so the spirit will guide you. That is a spirit guide. But often we listen to the wrong spirit and it may come through past experiences, stories that we tell ourselves about what our past experience meant. Television, marketing, social media, Netflix, music, books, movies. And we actually listen to these negative spirit guides. I also believe that there are constantly flowing around us positive and negative spirit guides. What determines them? It really determines whether what we're listening to produces life or death. You see, the cycle in our lives is we are born and we die. On planet Earth, that is the cycle. But I believe that there is a level of enlightenment, a level of ascension, a level of heaven and heaven being on earth that we can speak life into our situation. We can declare heaven on earth. We can declare this ascension becoming our present reality. And we see that through the example of Jesus. When Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven, 
And he said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so I truly believe that when we pray, we are declaring life and calling into our atmosphere the positive energy from the divine nature of God to guide us and God's perfect spirit to come manifest into our lives. When we believe this, when we declare it, we are guided in truth. And, and I understand that, that some of you right now are still listening to me right now and you're just not quite sure about what I'm saying. Whether you don't believe in God or you, you, you think that some of this new age language that I'm using is, is not truth. But when we talk about it from this way, it translates into our modern sense in a mystical way that is a direct one-to-one identical nature to what the ancients for the last 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 years both believed and walked in and manifested. And when we read throughout history in multiple cultures, about ancients connecting with spirits and even taking over their body in a way to where there's a manifestation that the, that the, that the person loses control of their motor functions to the spirit and the spirit takes over them and they go into a trance and they see things out of body experiences they connect with past, present, future, time travel. All of these things have been talked about by ancients throughout history in multiple cultures. And I believe that it comes from connecting with your spirit guide. It comes from connecting with your personal heavenly divine energy that is with you from the moment that you were born. And many people in different cultures that, you know, in Christian Christianity, they call it your guardian angel, your personal angel, your personal angelic being that is with you. And I believe that there's another level to this. If you look in ancient history, the Egyptians believed that Pharaoh actually God's spirit came on Pharaoh and he became Pharaoh, the gods. Popes believe that the Pope takes on God's spirit. He puts on that mantle and becomes the representative of Jesus Christ on earth. There are beliefs in Buddhism of becoming an enlightened being that reaches a level of awakened master or ascension. And yet, for some reason, we believe that such things are both not possible for us or are not true 
because they don't fit into our framework of what we've been taught growing up, of what our beliefs are growing up. Uh, <laughs> and, and even right now, as I say that, you're questioning, understanding the validity of what I'm saying. When you connect your spirit with the divine nature of heaven and you are rebirthed anew as a new human, you ascend to a new state of being that is one-to-one identical with Jesus. You see, a lot of people don't quite understand that. They've been taught that Jesus is a mediator between God. When Jesus said that himself and the Father were one, And the Father created all things. And throughout history, we see different cultures, people praying to God and incredible things happening against forces of evil. And Jesus came and said that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And what a lot of people don't realize is that we can one-to-one ascend to the exact same level as Jesus, identically equal with him in heaven and on earth. Jesus was fully God, fully man. And that my friends is the teaching that Jesus actually came to the earth to teach. A lot of people don't understand that. They believe that Jesus taught that you have to act a certain way to ascend. When in fact, that's the exact opposite. And what that produces in a lot of people is negative self-talk and criticism about where they are right now, about what's going on in their life right now in this moment in time. About, well, I'm not there yet, so I'm not good enough. And it creates a loop in your head of inadequacy, of unbelief, about your ability to grow in your life and build your business. When the truth is, is this, none of us in our our nature of self, our, our humanity will ever be good enough. And so when you actually realize that there's nothing that you can do to strive to finally make it and you let go that need to criticize yourself negatively, when you let go of that need to look at what you're doing wrong, to critique it, and feel like doing that is the only way to improve and to go to the next level, when you release that need, you can then connect with the divine energy of heaven that created the universe. And you can ascend 
to that level in spirit on earth as it is in heaven. And it happens by just letting go and surrendering everything. It happens by ceasing to strive. It happens by releasing the need to do everything perfect. It happens by ceasing to listen to the wrong spirit guide and ceasing to talk in a negative way and ending the negative self-talk in your life and ending the negative self-criticism. You see, I've tried it for the last seven years to speak positively myself. And I'm not going to go into my whole story of my what I grew up with, but I had a lot of self-hatred. I didn't like myself. I believed that I was worthless. And I believed that I had to manipulate and control other people to reach my goals. I believed that I had to operate in a way that was negative because the juice was worth the squeeze. The results were worth whatever happened in the end. That no matter who I bulldozed over, no matter who I hurt in the process, it was worth it as long as I got to the end. Because that was the example that was given to me growing up. That was the example that I saw from leaders in church, in, in, in business, was that it doesn't matter who's affected as long as I reach my goal. And I created this framework that I had to strive by my own self-effort to build my business, to build my life, to have a good marriage, to have good relationships. And I did this through a framework of negative self-talk. I did this through a framework of negatively talking about myself. I did this through a framework of never being satisfied with where I'm at, of never being grateful, of never having gratitude for why I am where I am right now, of never giving up the control of my life and having to be the creator of my own destiny and believing that I knew better than the one who created me, that I knew better than the divine nature of the energy of God that was around me, that I was seeing, and that I could manifest better than God in my life and in my business. And that by my own efforts, that I actually could strive to do enough to one day ascend to a level that was greater than God. That's what I believed. That's what I believed for so long. I would say I believed that even up until probably two weeks ago. And for those of you that have listened to my podcast, I'm going to be real vulnerable with you that there's some things that I've said in the past that I'm, I'm reversing some of it. I'm actually taking back some of it. One of the things was last week I said, you know, you can't just sit there and meditate a million dollars into your bank account. Now I'm not so sure that that's 
truth. I actually believe that it is possible to manifest a million dollars in your bank account by meditation, by connecting with the divine life force of spirit that's around us with the right spirit guide. And so you're going to hear me say some things that may contradict some of the old stuff that I'm done. I'm not going to go back and change any of those old podcast episodes. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to do is all these new episodes are going to come from this perspective of connecting you with that divine nature and helping show you how God's spirit working through you and around you is the only way to reach your destiny. And that any sort of self-effort or striving to do it on your own, you'll, you'll get there maybe 99%, but you're never going to get to 100 The only way to be at 100 is to actually let go of it all, to let go of all the negative self-talk, to let go of all the belief that you can ever do anything by your own strength good enough to reach that level at some point in time during your life. I wrote this the other day. And I said this, any area that we try to ascend to the level that God is at, the level of this divine energy, the level of this divine nature, and do this by our own strength is an area that we have actually removed the divine influence from our life and become influenced from negative energy and manifestations that are opposed to heavenly nature. We are effectively declaring ourselves by doing this. This is what I wrote down. More powerful than all of the energy and all of the force and all of the being and all of the person that created the entire universe. And we are actually asking this divine spirit, this Holy Spirit, to leave us in these areas because we believe that we got it on our own, that we have it on our own, that we don't need help, that we can do it by our own strength that we can manifest divinity without the divine. Any area that we try to reach God and the level of God and to connect with the divine by our own strength is an area that we've removed heaven's divine influence from our lives and we're declaring ourselves more powerful than the creator of the universe effectively asking the Holy Spirit to leave us in these areas because we believe that we got it on our own and don't need help and that we can manifest divinity without the divine. And there's some of you right now that are listening to this right now that you, that, that you're like, There's no such thing as divine energy. Okay, that's great. You, I'm not here to convince you otherwise. In fact, 
I want to apologize for people in the past that have been hateful towards you for your beliefs. And for anybody that has tried to manifest divinity through hate, through judgment, through fear, and through pain to try to control you, I believe that such hatred is the equivalent to evil darkness. And that trying to manifest and force other people to come into alignment with this divine nature is wicked and evil. And so trust that what I'm saying comes from a place of my own personal experience that I'm not trying to force you to believe one thing or another. And for those of you that believe that there are forces of darkness that are so powerful that we must strive to stop them from having effect in our lives, I want to say this, that you're believing a lie, that you are believing that the forces of darkness are more powerful than the divine creator of the universe. And that you are actually more powerful than the divine creator. And so in your own effort, you must force darkness to not happen because you know better than God. It's not true. You see, we can't control other people and other people can't control us. We have to change that belief that we can control other people and that other people can control us. And stop trying to control other people. Stop trying to manifest that. Stop believing that we must work by our own effort to create what God has already declared as finished and victorious. I wrote this down the other day. It was from Blake Healy over at Bethel, Atlanta. He wrote a book called The Veil. And he said this about fear and darkness and what we call demons. You give power to the things you fear because fear is a kind of faith. Fear is the expectation of attack or pain, meaning that you believe that whatever you are afraid of has the capacity to do you harm. That belief is faith that darkness has power over you. And this is a disservice to the authority that God has given to you to be afraid of anything demonic and anything dark and anything evil. You do a disservice to the divine creator of the universe by being afraid of anything. And when we operate from hate, we fear that what we love will be taken away from and we will experience pain and suffering in our lives. And so we strive to not experience pain and suffering by our own self-effort. And this is what manifests negative self-talk. This is what manifests negative self-criticism. And we speak death from our tongues, in our minds, over our lives, and over other people because we are criticizing other people for what we criticize ourselves for. And then we fear that other people will criticize us in like kind.
You see, if you're worried about other people criticizing you for something, it is because you yourself are critical of other people in that area. And you criticize yourself in that same area with that self-criticism. And so you manifest having to criticize other people for it. And you manifest feeling that others are criticizing you for it. And it creates a prison in your mind and a framework that you live in that you can't break free from because you must receive validation from other people and no longer be criticized. And you create this energy that connects you to negative self-talk and you are grounded in that criticism. You believe that you must be grounded in that negative energy of what you don't want. And by doing that, you actually empower what you don't want to manifest in your life. If you say, I don't want to be deceived or led astray, you will actually manifest being deceived and led astray because you haven't forgiven yourself from that happening in the past. When you say, I don't want to hurt other people, you will actually have patterns where you yourself will be hurt and you will hurt other people in the process. When you say, I don't want to make mistakes, you will actually manifest making more mistakes because you're flowing from that negative energy of what you don't want being grounded in avoiding pain instead of creating what you do want. Not by your own ability, but by connecting to the spirit and the divine energy and the right spirit guide. And if you're listening to all of that negative energy, if you're listening to all of that criticism, if you're listening to all of those, those voices, Stephen Furtick actually wrote a book. He has a a place he calls, it's called Elevation. Um, And he wrote a book. It's in North Carolina. It's called Elevation. And it's called Crash the Chatterbox. And what it is, is you have this chatterbox in your head that's constantly talking. And even as I'm doing this right now, some of you haven't even been able to get to this part of the podcast. Maybe you've stopped this podcast multiple times because that chatterbox kept talking to you, that negative criticism or criticism of what I'm saying or teaching, or you're worried or fearful. And in the book, Crash the Chatterbox, He says this, I'm going to paraphrase it because it was a long time since I read it, but it was so impactful to me. Seven years ago, I started this journey in 2012 and I made two decisions for my life in 2012. The first decision was this, is that if I had to be like those Christians, those people that claim to love God, that are hateful, I want nothing to do with God. And I actually made a declaration that it made agreement with darkness, agreement with denying God in that place. And at the same time, I said, but God, if you're real, I want you to show yourself to me and I want you to manifest in my life beyond what I have ever been taught. And over the last seven years, I've been on a journey of discovering that, of actually I was, I was, I was on the cusp and in the middle of atheism, not believing in God, denying God's existence and actually gravitating towards witchcraft and darkness and satanic manifestation. I'm not giving Satan that much power to be a scapegoat, but actually saying, you know what? That actually looks pretty good. I'm going to follow the occult. I'm going to follow this darkness. 
I'm going to manifest this in my life because it works a lot better than this stuff that I was taught in church. But I said, God, you know what? I believe that you exist or there's something or a higher power of some kind. Please show me that you exist. Please show me that you are truthful. Please show me where you are. Please show me the truth about your nature. And what I did was I stayed in that balance between atheism and believing in God for about five years, about six years, about seven years. I've seen things that couldn't let me deny God. I've seen miracles happen. I've seen, I've seen legs grow out. I've seen illness healed. I've seen impossible things happen on earth. And so I couldn't deny God, but I wasn't manifesting with an encounter in my life. And when I was at a young age, three years old, I believed in God. I accepted that God was real. I accepted Jesus into my heart, but I saw what Christians were doing. And I saw that they were not loving people. They were not living what Jesus taught. They would declare Jesus from their lips on Sunday and then walk out. Monday through Saturday, the opposite of what he said. And this made me question and deny whether any of it was true. And there's a quote that I actually wrote down the other day from Brennan Manning. He, uh, he wrote a book called The Ragamuffin Gospel. And it says, The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is when an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. And then at the same time, these Christians believe that you can only live by a lifestyle by self-effort. That the divine spirit can't connect with you. That we are separated from that. That it guides us, but it can never be operating through us, becoming one and becoming unified with God and with the divine nature of heaven. And this framework of belief is what I grew up in. I grew up in, in, a, in a church that denied the manifestations of the supernatural, that denied that there was ever any such thing as demons, angels, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, any sort of spirit energy, and that anything that even sounded like that was bad and that the only truth was in the pages of the Bible. And so... We, we have to strive by our own strength to manifest the Bible, and that comes by, by, by preaching against homosexuality, by preaching against abortion, by preaching fr from, from a megaphone against these things and declaring that God hates these things and these people. And in that, I believed that God hated me, that I was not good enough that I deserved punishment, that I deserved harm, and that if God wasn't going to give it to me, I had to give it to myself and to bridle myself in a way like Martin Luther did by bringing harm to myself and by punishing those around me. And this was a belief that I held on to for a long period of time. And I started to discover about seven years ago that that's just not the truth. That, that the nature of love is the exact opposite of what I grew up with. 
And that love is the divine energy that surrounds all of us. That is the positive energy that we connect to and that the fruit of the spirit of love is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that, you know, there's, there's actually, when people get married, a lot of people read 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It does not keep any record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. It does not fail, but where there are prophecies, these cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. But where there is knowledge, it'll pass away. And I believe that I had to manifest these things on my own strength and strive towards this. And then I discovered the truth that love actually becomes me. That I become love, that God is love, and I become God's spirit on top of my spirit and that I am in God and God is in me and that spirit and that divine nature of love is at that level and I ascend to be equal with Jesus, connected in a mystical co-union with God. And it talks about that in Romans 6, 7, and 8, that we are co-crucified with Christ, co-buried and co-resurrected as a new creation, a co-heir with Christ, which means one-to-one equal in heavenly places, all authority, not just some, in heaven and on earth has been given to him. It has been given to us, not by our own strength. You see, that's where the the negative self-talk comes in. As we believe that, that comes by doing enough to then become. That if we can punish ourselves enough, slap on the wrist enough, that we will someday finally reach that level and be good enough to earn the right to be successful, the right to do good, the right to be great, the right to build a big business, the right to manifest truth, the right to speak on things, the right to influence, the right to make a million dollars in your business. It's all connected, you guys. And we actually try to disconnect our everyday life from the supernatural and from the spiritual because we believe that we have to, by our own strength, do it or it's just not good enough. And many people get to 99.9% and man, they succeed millions, billions, trillions of dollars, man, in business. I've seen it happen. I've seen great people. We see, we see, you know, the Buddha, Dalai Lama, all that manifesting by that surrender and having self come forth. But it's only at 99.9%. When the truth is, is that 
the divine spirit of God actually can take over our bodies, our actions, our mouths, our fingers, our energy and what we're saying. And right now, as I'm speaking right now, I said a simple prayer before I started this. I said, I said, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. Fill me, speak through the divine spirit guide that is in me to these people. And I've been praying to not allow negative self-talk to manifest in this. And I'm praying that those that listen to this will understand and be able to discern the truth from what is not truth and understand that maybe they've been believing something that is a lie about their life and they've been critical of themselves. They've been critical of other people because they were criticized at one point and they're believing a story about what happened to them that is opposite to what the truth is. And they live in a place of negative, toxic self-talk and energy grounded to that negativity, which creates resistance from their destiny. And I want to encourage you that the way that you shift this is simple. You pray and say, God, show me what the truth is. And then you start to declare it and you start to believe it and you start to walk it out in your life and you start to believe what the truth is. And you ask God to come in and fill you with his spirit and believe in that and believe that you can be at a one-to-one level with Jesus, not by what You've done, not by anything that you do, in fact. There's literally nothing you can do. And you receive what is called a free gift from the divine coming and handing over divine energy to humanity, pulling down the power of the gods and the God that is above all gods, that is the throne that is above every other throne, into your life and then living from that place and accepting that gift and living from a place that is no longer declaring that what God has already said is very good is any less than perfect. Not so that you can boast and say, I am this because X, Y, Z, but rather you can boast in the spirit and the spirit guide and the divine energy that is in you and around you and working through you, not for you to look good, not for you to say, look at me, not for you to say, look at what I've done, but rather say, this is what happens when humanity partners with heaven. This is what happens when a human co-labors with the divine. This is what happens when I start listening to the right spirit guide. This is what happens when I stop listening to the wrong spirit guide, when I shift it. And when the Holy Spirit, the divine spirit speaks and lives and walks and talks through you, we can then live, walk and talk like Jesus on earth, one-to-one and do greater works. Not because we do greater works by our own energy, by our own strength, because we can't on our own, but the spirit in us flowing through us, coming out of us and actually controlling what we're doing 
with self-control. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit controls self. It is a fruit. We no longer allow the negativity, the experiences, our past to control us, but we are spirit led and driven and we surrender our own will to the divine. And this is not an action of surrendering. This is a letting go and not having to do anything ever again. And that, my friends, is your purpose. To not do anything ever again. By your own strength. By what you can do. But rather, giving up control of your life to the divine and letting that spirit live through you in your life. And on that day, when you realize that, is when you will discover what you were made for and why you were born. You see, it's said that there's two days in a man and woman's life that are most important, the day that they're born and the day that they discover why they were born. And when we discover why we are born, we have a choice to either choose to do it in our own strength or choose to say, I can't do any of this on my own. I need, I need your spirit, the divine spirit, the divine spirit guide to show me the path and the divine Holy Spirit to work through us and God's spirit to live in our lives, co-laboring in that way. And that's the gospel of why Jesus came. And unfortunately, it's misrepresented by many people that seem to believe that we have to force other people to act in that way by their own strength. That people have to stop watching pornography by their own strength. That people have to stop falling into homosexuality by their own strength. That people have to stop abortion by their own strength. That people have to stop hatred by their own strength. That people have to stop trafficking children by their own strength. That people have to stop raping by their own strength. That people have to stop being greedy by their own strength. When love says, I love the rapist, I love the terrorizer, I love the child trafficker, I love the occultist, I love the homosexual, heterosexual. I love all people, no matter what they do. And then no matter what they do, it'll never separate them because I've never been disappointed in them. <laughs> because what they do will never be bad enough for me to turn my back on them. Even if they give themselves over to darkness, I will never turn my back on them. And that's what God says. And that, my friends, has been misrepresented so often. You see, we have the power as humans to choose to turn our back on God and to say, I don't want you to help me. But God will never turn his back on somebody that does that. He will constantly be wooing and pursuing a relationship. Think about Adolf Hitler. God was pursuing him when he was killing Jews. 
and wanting to woo him back to himself. And yet by choice, I don't know Hitler. He said, I don't need that. I can do it on my own. I got it. And yet there's people right now that declare and believe in God, and yet they still are telling God, I got it. I don't need you in that area. I got it on my own. I don't need you to help me with this negative self-talk. I don't need you to help me in my business. I don't need you to help me with my family. I don't need you to help me with my addictions. And we look at people that do evil in the world and we seem to think that we are somehow better or worse than certain people. Listen, you are no better than Adolf Hitler was. I'm no better than Adolf Hitler was. I'm no better than a child sex trafficker. I'm no better than a terrorizer. I'm no better than a rapist. Right now in this moment in time, in my own flesh, I am no better than that person. And yet God sees me as perfect. And God sees you through perfection. God sees you as perfect and God sees all people as perfect because he's forgiven all that has happened and restored and gone in the quantum realm and actually past, present, and future and forgiven all. And God has never been disappointed in his creation. He's never been disappointed in his children. But often... What happens is his children say, I got it on my own. I can do it on my own. And God says, you know what? You have free will. I will let you do it. And sadly, that belief that we can do it on our own, that we got it on our own, that we don't need God to do it, That's talked about that we can never save ourselves from the negative self-talk, from destruction, from death, from disease, from failure, from destruction by our own strength, no matter what we do. And that the only way is to say, you know what? I give up the need to have to do it on my own and I accept this free gift from the divine, the divine energy coming into me and becoming made new, a new human through God's spirit, through the right spirit guide and shifting our self-talk from negative to positive to what does God think about me? What does the divine think about me? And often we've been taught that God thinks that we're worthless, that we're bad. When in fact, even when we were enemies of God, he didn't think that. He would not wish that any would be destroyed. 
And there was a quantum shift that happened about 2,000 years ago that shifted all of this into our present reality right now to where we can ascend to that level, not by anything that we do, but by accepting and surrendering and no longer striving or trying to do it on our own, but entering into pure rest. And in that, that becomes co-laboring with God. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what Jesus taught. And so, you know, some of you, you're waiting for me to say, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. But when we choose to do it on our own, We choose to do it through our own strength, separated from the divine energy of God, the divine nature of God, the divine spirit of God, because we say, I got it on my own. And we live in that prison of negative self-talk, negative self-criticism, constantly criticizing us of never being enough instead of surrendering that and saying, listen, I realize I am never going to be enough. So I give up trying entirely. I give up ever doing anything on my own. And I surrender to the divine. And I surrender to God. And I surrender to the divine call that God has in my life. And I surrender to that purpose, to surrender and let go and not have to do anything on my own. And I will say, God, live through me. I am a vessel. I am a human. Your spirit come in me, take over every area of my life and live my life for me. I don't want to live it on my own. I don't want to do it at all. I want to just say, you have your way and take over every single area, take over every single part of my DNA because I can't do it on my own. I need you. And when we do that, the negative self-talk starts to change. And we start to have positive self-talk. And we start to hear, how does God see us? Very good. A loved child. Holy. Righteous. Perfect. And nothing you can ever do will ever change that. Will ever make you not be perfect enough. Unless you try to do it by your own strength and ability. At that moment in time, yes. That's where the self negative self-criticism comes from because we're connected to the wrong energy, the wrong spirit guide, the wrong spirit, the wrong source. You see, if you plug a battery in and you're connected two negative ends together, that's the wrong source. We have to connect to the positive end, the positive energy, the divine, and connect and have that flow through us You see, with humans, this is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And God can work through us and live through us. And we stop criticizing ourselves. We stop criticizing other people. We start to see people how God sees them. We start to see people with compassion. We start to see ourselves and our lives with gratitude, being grateful and thankful. You see, Thanksgiving is this week. And we give thanks and we say, I'm so thankful for what you've done 
and what you are doing in my life. And I surrender my own will and my own desire and my own needs to what you want. Have your way with me. Divine Father, Divine Spirit, Divine Nature, I am a son of God. You are a son or daughter of God. God, have your way with us. Live through us. You have seated me in heavenly places and nothing I do or anything that anybody says can change that. Unless I choose to do it by my own strength and say I got it opposed to you. And surrender to that. Give up trying entirely and just be. You see, you can't ever do and then become, but you will always be able to just be and surrender and then do the impossible. And start declaring what God thinks about you. Shift the negative self-talk away from not being good enough. Stop saying that about yourself. God doesn't think that about you. God sees you as beautiful and holy and perfect. And you are made perfect exactly as you need to be. And everything in your life has been leading you up to this moment in time to realize that. Why are you trying so hard? What are you so afraid of happening if you stop trying so hard? Just let it all go and surrender to the creator of the universe in all things in your life and nothing will be impossible, including this self-talk, including this self-criticism. You see, I use self-criticism, but I do it positively. I use positive self-criticism and I say, you know what? I can do this. I didn't, I didn't do it that time, but it's okay. It's okay that I messed up. It's okay that I made mistakes. What lesson can I learn from this? What can I learn to go forward, to move forward, to move to the next level? I don't need to do it on my own strength. I can't ever do enough to build a platform better for myself. I have to surrender to the divine timing that God has and I'll stay faithful to what I know that I've been called to do, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else, even if they don't understand why I keep recording these podcasts, even though I only get 30 to 50 listeners every single episode, because I know that the process is there. And I know that connecting to that is going to shift things in the atmosphere and shift things. And if you're somebody that's listening to this right now, if you're somebody that got to this point in the podcast, let me check. Where are we? An hour and 10 minutes in, I applaud you. I am true. You have done what 98% of the listeners to this episode haven't done. I have the statistics. About 98 to 95% of people on an episode like this will never get to where you are right now on this episode. But you did it because you're serious about growing your life, about going forward about connecting with truth and this resonated inside your spirit and you know that what I'm saying is true, not because it's me saying it, but because you're connecting with God speaking through me and you're saying, I want some of that. I want you to realize this, that it is possible for God to speak through you and for you to see what God sees about the world around you, for you to see God's thoughts. This is what we call prophecy, the prophetic. And it's possible 
for all people, all humans, to operate in this prophetic nature. There's a man, his name's Dan McCollum. He started the School of Prophets with Chris Vallotton, who I talked about at the beginning of this. And he teaches about connecting with this and how all people were made with a divine spirit to connect with the Holy Spirit, to hear what God hears, to see what God sees, and to speak life into the world and into the universe and to be a creator. And so I trust that if you have gotten to this point that you're on a journey and that that's what you're seeking after and that that's what you're going after. And I want to say, stay faithful, stay faithful to it. It might be hard and it's going to get harder from this point on before it gets easier, but stay the course, stay with it. Don't get knocked off track. Don't abandon this method, this method of learning. Don't abandon this course that you're on. And you might want to check out some of the other podcast episodes that I've done. This is episode, I think, 35. The other episodes that I've done, the value is incredible in them. This episode is a framework that's going to be what you need to build every other past episode upon. And then from there, you can build a business. You can grow in your life. You can make videos. You can make content. You can impact humanity. You can go to the next level because nothing is impossible. Listen, I believe in you and I know this because I've seen it happen for other people. I've seen it happen for people that I've worked with, for people that I've coached, consulted to get from where they are to where they want to be. And I want to help 100,000 people make a million dollars in their business. If you want to win the free coaching session with me to help you work through some of the stuff, work through some of the steps of this, work through some of the stuff that we've talked about, work through some of the sticking points, the roadblocks, go to my Instagram and leave hashtag grow your life on the Instagram feed on any post that I post this week. And I pick one winner every single week that leaves hashtag grow your life to win a 30 minute coaching session with me. As well, join the hashtag Grow Your Life community on Facebook. Look it up. There's over 1,100 people in there just like yourself that are growing in their life and in their business every single week reaching these higher levels. And if you say, hey, Jeremiah, I want to take this to the next level. I want to be consistent with coaching with you. I'm actually offering a special on coaching from now until January 1st, 2020, where you can actually buy one hour of coaching with me for $400. Normally that's $1,500. The regular price is $1,500. But you can buy one hour of coaching with me for $400. If you're serious about that and you want to take advantage of that offer, I actually want to hop on a call with you for 30 minutes for free that I won't charge for. You don't have to win the giveaway either for this. This is just for people that are serious about going to the next step and paying for coaching. Don't game the system, please. I have limited time and limited spots for this. And so if you want to just get a free 30-minute coaching session, please leave it in the comments on my Instagram. But if you're somebody that's serious about doing an hour of coaching, taking advantage of this before January 1st, 2020, the $400 for one hour offer, I want to give you an additional 30 minutes for free, an additional consulting call to find where you're at to make a plan for you and I can do that at any time in the next week. Just send me a DM, send me a message, send me a tweet, whatever that is, between now and January 1st, and I can hop on a phone with you and we can talk about that. If you wanna buy a package of 
three hours, that's a thousand dollars. You could you could stock up on thirty hours for you know ten thousand dollars. <laughs> If you want to get 30 hours of coaching, you could stock up, you can compile it, you can build packages from that. But it's if it's a single hour, it's 400 bucks. If you want three hours, it's a thousand and then you can build from there. If you want to do that, let me know. I can hop on a call with you here this week. We can talk about it, talk about where you're at, your goals. You don't have to win the giveaway for that. But if you're somebody that that maybe you're not ready to pay for coaching, you just want to win those giveaways, join the group, join the Grow Your Life community. Leave hashtag grow your life on my Instagram. I pick one winner every single Sunday on my Instagram stories. Leave it in the comments on the feed, on the post, hashtag grow your life. And I pick one winner to talk to for 30 minutes this next week. Grow your life, everybody. We'll talk soon.